Good morning, guys. Welcome back to It's Me Tings Live, exclusively on SiriusXM Stars Channel 109. As always, it's our weekly time to talk to each other with a live Ask Me Anything. I want to answer all of your questions, so call me right now, 888-947-8277. You know what, guys? I'll tell you. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Uh, sometimes it happens. It happens to the best of us. And I was like, I can't go into the studio in a bad mood. That's not fair to my family, my listeners, my community. I got to shake out of it. And so I pulled on one of my joy triggers. If you're a newer friend, you might not have heard me talk about this, but I'm. you should always do little things to spark joy. I think sometimes happiness is a lofty goal, right? To say, oh, make yourself happy. Happiness is more of a measure of contentment over time. But sparking joy That's a little thing you can do to turn your day around. And over time, those little joyful things, joyful little moments that you do increase your overall happiness. Uh, Chips make chunks, right? So anyway, I have this specific Starbucks, which is out of the way. I know it sounds stupid, but it's not. And I drove the extra, I got up, I left early, drove the extra 15 minutes and sat and had a coffee by myself. And sometimes that's all it takes, you know? I don't know if that means I'm an incredibly simple human being or what, but it really turned my mood around and I'm here with a good attitude for the show today. Uh, Listen, thank you to everyone who came out on Sunday. It was always, it's always so wonderful to meet you guys in person. I love being in your ear, in your car, while you're on your way to work, whatever, whatever, but to meet you and hug you in person is is the joy of my life so thank you final thing I'll say you guys need to watch this movie on Netflix called do revenge it's like all of our prayers for a good rom-com have been answered I swear to god I think that they were listening to the show because it's so cute and it's so perfect I never watched Riverdale but the girl from Riverdale in it she's so cool she's my new crush I'm obsessed with her Everyone in the show is cool, and it's just so well done. It's on Netflix. I don't know if I said that already. Uh, perfect rom-com, but not too light. Kind of, It's fun. It has elements of, of modernity without shoving it down your throat. I can't recommend it enough, so please, please watch it. It's, it's my wreck of, of the day. All right. Enough about me and my coffee and my rom-coms. Let's talk to Madison. Good morning, Madison. Hi, Tinks. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I'm such a huge fan, and I already know what you're going to tell me, but I just feel like I need to hear it from you as, like, a big sister. I get it. Sometimes we just need to hear things. That's my whole thing because, I mean, I think that's why I like therapy so much is, like, sometimes you just need to hear it from someone else. You know, you just need to hear it from someone not in your friend group or whatever. So let's have it. Tell me what's going on. (laughs) I'm here with my best friend who's actually here from Australia, so she's going to be very happy to hear what you have to say. Oh, cool. She's probably been talking the same thing. (laughs) Um, So long story short, I've been sleeping with my neighbor, like my next door neighbor. Like share a wall neighbor. Hot. Love that for you. I know. It's like a girl next door fantasy. It's amazing. Um, We started out as friends. You know, he would come hang out with all of my girlfriends. We would do pool stuff, whatever, during the summertime. And then it just kind of slowly started shifting into something else. We spend like every other day together it's like hey the door's open come over that type of thing he wants i know what you're gonna say he wants all of the girlfriend perks without mm-hmm. doing any of the work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm basically at this point now where i've fully caught feelings yeah. me, and i don't know 
what to do here? Like, is it like, Hey, what are we doing? Like this awkward, we've been doing this for three or four months. Like, it's like, I already know, but I want, I want more. So I'm trying to make up excuses. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's never, this is actually great that we're having this conversation because recently I've had a swell of questions about like, how do you do the next step when you're, you have a friends with benefits? It's never, what are we doing? If you have the conversation, it's, this is what I want. And I think this is where people get into a lot of trouble because they, they kind of, they put, post the question to the other person. And then it just becomes this nebulous, like icky, defining the relationship, like cringe, whatever. What you should do is go over next time they say, okay, come over, you know, the doors open and just Sorry. say, I, uh, I really like you. I, I really like you. I want to see, I want to see you for real. Just say it. Who cares? Literally, right. I'm I telling think... you, who cares? Because the other options, what are the other options? Say nothing and suffer. Well, that sucks. Be, ha be like, what are we? What are you doing? How do you feel? The thing is, wait, is it a man? You said, you said it's a man, right? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, men are quite simple in the sense of sometimes you just need to kind of tell them what you want and that will be fine. And listen, here, there's only two options. Either he's going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Or he's going to be like, no. But either way, you need to know, right? Either way, you can't go on in limbo. And if listen, if he says no, what's the worst that can possibly happen? He said, sorry, I want to keep it casual. You say, okay, in that case, I need some space. I don't want to hook up anymore. I think this has been so fun. You are a riot. But I caught a little bit of feelings. Seriously, yeah. like the older I get, the more I think just being completely dick on table is the hottest, coolest thing you can do. But if, if he says that he wants to keep it casual and you say, okay, well, I need some space then you have to follow through on that. You can't be over there every night because he's doing rent the runway for girlfriends right now. So you have to kind of, he's, <laughs> you know, he has to like yeah. shit or get off the pot. <laughs> okay. A hundred percent. Thank you. Jinx. I, I knew, I knew what I needed to do, but I really appreciate the insight. I, I, I adore you and I've been a fan for so long and I can't wait to keep watching what you do. I love you. That's so nice. I hope it works out. That's fun. That's a really good meet cute. So my fingers are crossed for you. <laughs> I'll report back in a couple months. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye, babe. Have a good day. Bye. What a cutie. What a cutie. That's so fun. Like hooking up with your neighbor, ugh, that reminds me of college when you would just go, you know, in your dorm a few do few doors down and like knock on their door and be like, oh my God, are they home? That's so fun. Um, wow. Okay. I hope it works out. I have a good feeling it will. All right. Let's talk to Addie. Good morning, Addie. How are you? Hi, Tanks. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Okay, so um, I was at my cousin's wedding this past Saturday, um, and obviously he had a lot of friends there, and the party was fun. The after party was fun. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, I ended up going home with one of his, like, childhood best friends that I also went to the same college as. Okay. And we hooked up, and I ended up staying over, but then on Sunday morning, I woke up in, like, an absolute panic, and I, like, got dressed and just, like, got an Uber home, but I didn't say anything to him before I left. And he, um, and he and was so, asleep? Like, we don't... Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so we don't have each other's, like, numbers or socials, but I'm having, like, so much anxiety over the fact that I, like, didn't say anything before leaving, um, and if it was, like, a random guy, I wouldn't care. 
but just because he's like my cousin's like best friend and like it's a small city I really have a feeling I'll be seeing him again one way or another so I'm just like yeah get wondering his, what to do 100 percent, get his number from your from your cousin or from someone else mutual friend 100 percent, do it today rip the bandaid it's not awkward at all and just make a really cute message and be like hey um it's Addie. I feel super silly that I snuck out Sunday without saying anything I was super hungover didn't have a pen uh but I had a, a riot with you um XO like keep it short and sweet and just light and 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 airy and he'll feel you know because he probably thinks that you were upset that you got I don't know he probably thinks whatever he he thinks that you don't like him or that you were embarrassed or whatever so I would just totally ameliorate the situation send a lighthearted text do it today he will 100% hit you back and be like oh my god I had so much fun too like see you around whatever okay should I like DM him I mean I how old are you 25 you can you can get his number and text him Come on. Okay. It's the right thing to do. I know. I know. It's just better. It's just cooler. It's cooler. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me as someone who's 32, it's cooler to just text. He'll think it's cooler subconsciously. He'll be like, damn, she like got my number and like figured out how to text me. Like that's dope. That's the kind of girl you want to okay. be. I also don't know if my cousin knows this happened. So like me just texting my cousin out of the blue <laughs> being like, hey, can you send me? <laughs> I'm dead. Your cousin will probably think it's awesome. You're like everybody wants everybody else to have sex at their wedding. I think that's my theory. Like, have you ever noticed that? Like when people are at weddings, they're like, Oh, are you gonna hook up with this person? You're gonna hook up with that person? Maybe that's because I'm always single when I go to weddings and that's what people want from me. <laughs> but I think people <laughs> want their weddings to be like horny and like fun and everyone to hook up. So I think your cousin will like it. <laughs> but that might be the funnier text exchange, honestly. <laughs> I have a feeling that that'll be the case, too. Um, just okay. do it. Rip the bandaid. You got this. It'll be way easier than okay. you think it is. Okay. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. You, too. Remember that podcast episode I did called Wedding Horny? That was so funny. I actually have this idea that I want to go back and redo a few of my first episodes because I feel like I've grown so much since then. I mean, I I can't even listen to them back. I cringe so hard. But I I might need to redo Wedding Horny uh, because it is a specific type of horny, you guys. Specific. Uh, Have you ever hooked up with anyone at a wedding? Actually, I have a friend who married a guy that she hooked up with on a one-night stand at a wedding. They're a great place to meet people, by the way. Great place to meet people. All right, let's chat with Grace. Hi, Grace. How are you? Oh my God! Hi. Hi. Um, thrilled to be thrilled to be talking to you. I was your first repost yesterday for the Disco Marks merch, so thank you, you so much. Oh my, my God! Thank you, the you cutie. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you got some. That's <laughs> so fun. Thank you for supporting. No problem. It was a very cute line. I had to. It's very um, cute. Okay, so here's my question. Here is my question. So, I, for a little background, I'm in a five-year relationship. Okay. Everything's great. We're moving in together next month. Woo! But this is about my best friend. Oh, uh, okay. My best friend has been dating my boyfriend's fraternity brother for the last three years. Okay. So, I was very supportive of them at first. You know, it was great. Yeah. But for the last, like, year and a half, I know she's been unhappy. And she, you know, pushes everything down, um, doesn't really like to talk about it. Um, so in the last couple of months, I've been like, Hey, I think you should maybe see a therapist cause she's going through a lot. And 
I have finally voiced after three years my concern. I'm like, hey, I don't think this relationship is going anywhere. I think you've been unhappy for a really long time. And she started to realize it, and she was like, oh, my God, you're right. We had so many talks about it. Yeah. He's just not – he's not her future. Right. And um, she said she was going to dump him, and she didn't. And I told her my feelings wouldn't change even if they stayed together. And I told them if they wanted to break up and come back together in, in a year after he's grown up a little bit, I'd be supportive. But they're still together, and things are not any better. And has she told – has she told you like has she conveyed her uh her hang-ups about breaking up or is she being communicative still or has she kind of shut down again she's kind of shut down and now she's at the point where we don't even talk about him um when we hang out because she yeah i feel like she tries to constantly compare herself to my relationship and where i'm at yeah i I, this is really really hard this is such a common pattern between best friends where you know, the the seal will be broken and you'll start to talk about how, you know, one one person's relationship is just kind of over. And then you, there's all this momentum and you as the friend feel really good. You're being supportive. You feel like, OK, you got through to them and then it they don't do it. And then it's this like awkward space in between you because you've already said all the things that you needed to say and she's heard you and she's even agreed with you, but she's just not there yet. That's it. She's just not there yet. And here's the thing. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink and you can be there for your friend and you can say your piece and you can be supportive. But if she's not ready, she's not ready. And I know it's so frustrating. Trust me, I've been in your position a million times. And I and when I was younger, I used to get so upset with my friends like you need to break up with them, whatever. Here's the thing. You did what you you need to do. You're a great friend. You suggested she went went to therapy. You listened to her. You supported her. Um, you know, you've done everything that you need to do. And now you've just got to let it breathe. Because here's the thing. Your friend knows that her relationship is over. She does deep down for sure. And it's like this mounting pressure. She'll reach a point where she just can't take it anymore and she will dump him. But you can't. You've done all that you can do. And 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 now the best thing to do is to really just give her her space because she's feeling pressure right now. She's feeling pressure from two angles. She's feeling like, okay, I'm over my relationship. I'm depressed because I'm about to have a breakup. And my best friend knows that my boyfriend is like a loser and she knows that I should break up with him. And now I feel like I let her down because that's something people don't talk about, you know, is that sometimes when you have a close girlfriend and you they know they really want you to break up with someone, you feel like you're letting them down when you don't. And that's that's a lot of energy to hold, you know, so you've just got to she'll do it. She'll do it. Just give her space. Maybe you can say one more time, like, listen, I know we talked a lot in the past about, you know, your boyfriend, whatever, but I want you to know I'm there for you. And you did. You, you already said that. You already said that. I just feel like, God, if she could listen to just one of your podcasts, like it would just <laughs> click like, but, you yeah. know, again, I can't really be Comparison is the thief of joy because she's she'd be like, I'm not comparing you are, babe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like I'm sure you moving in with your boyfriend is like salt in the wound for her because she's just like going in the opposite direction. So she's, you know, has a lot to contend with right now. And I'm sure she's comparing the hell out of your relationship, especially right now. So all you can do is be there for her and, and just let it be. 
you you've been a good friend you've been a good friend well thanks king so much it was so nice to talk to you it was so nice to talk to you hang in there and i'm really excited for you that you're moving in that's exciting that's a that's a really big uh, milestone so congrats and thank you for being someone is oh (laughs) literally um thank you for being part of the community and calling in you're a good friend bye babe you too bye babe um yeah it's tough i actually want to do an entire episode on the whole friends when you when you know you need to someone needs to break up and they don't break up because that was me for literally a year and a half all my friend group hated my boyfriend when I was in my mid-20s and and I would bitch and bitch and bitch about him and then all of a sudden I just stopped because I realized that people were just sick of hearing me bitch about him and I felt like I was letting everyone down because they were all like just dump him already and I was like I'm going to soon um okay let's talk to Cassie hi Cassie how are you Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling in this fine morning. What's going on? Um, I wanted to talk to you in particular. I listened to your family dynamics episode mm-hmm. and I was hoping we could dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I have a very rocky relationship with my mom. Okay. Um, I'm almost 30 okay. and I'm a people pleaser. I come from a divorced family mm-hmm. and I was just kind of wanting to discuss with you if I should continue to pursue this relationship with my own mom and trying to build it and get over my resentment yeah that I have towards her or if I should let it go for a little bit yeah I mean without knowing anything else I hear an incredible amount of pain in your voice and that breaks my heart and I I understand the acute pain of of family members hurting you and letting you down. Uh, So firstly, I just want to say you're very brave for calling in and I'm sorry for what you've been through. And I I really honor the fact that you want, you are even asking this question, right? Because at the end of the day, when we grow up, we realize family's family forever, but we don't have to show up in the same way that we showed up when we were kids. And you said that you were a people pleaser. And oftentimes being a people pleaser in adulthood is actually a trauma response from a very negative family situation. I don't know if that's the case for you, but sometimes when kids are dealing with parents with big personalities or whatever, that is that that is their trauma response. Um, so, okay. So the question is, do you try and or do you let it breathe for a sec? Well, let me ask you this. Is your mom trying? No. Sorry, no? No. No. Oh, my love. Um I think I think sometimes it's best to give to to enforce a healthy boundary because it sometimes space is the best thing. Sometimes a little bit of room is really really helpful. And it's so painful because as a child you never give up on your parents, right? You want you want that bond, you want that relationship, you want that back and forth with them, but sometimes you just you have to you have to protect yourself. And yeah. I, it doesn't mean you have to cut her out completely. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, completely excommunicate her. It, I I think maybe just to me, again, I know very little. To me, my instinct right. is saying you're kind of at your breaking point 
and you're kind of like, how much longer can I do this? How much longer can I repeat the same, you know, questions? How much longer can I ask my mom to have these sit down conversations? How much, how much longer can I ask her to show up and be my fucking mom? And so I think maybe it's time to just say, okay, put up your hands and wave the white flag and just let it be and, and see what she does in response. Right. Because if you, if you stop calling, if you stop putting in as much effort, if you stop trying to fix this relationship and she doesn't, she doesn't reach out to you and she doesn't start to make an effort, that will be incredibly painful, but it will also be very telling. And you're an adult and you're forging your own story right now. And if she's not putting in 50% or more than 50%, she should be putting in more because you're, she's your mother. Um, then it's not healthy for you to continue to pursue this at this level. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I just needed to hear it from somebody else. Yeah. And like, I just look up to you and I know you've had your own yeah. situation with your own parents as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I and think I just needed to hear it from someone. Yeah. And listen, from in my case, a space, a lot of space and a lot of boundaries was actually the thing that made it made it better for me. Again, not okay. one size fits all, but it was a difficult right. decision that I made where I was like, you know what? This is actually not what I I can't spend 100 percent of my energy trying to fix things anymore. And I need to just take care of myself because I'm starting to be an adult and I need to just protect my energy. And when I did that, it's weird. It took a couple of years, but things did kind of start to to just kind of cool down a little bit in a good way. Okay. Um, so there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. I and I get it. Okay. Listen, I get it so much. I get it. It's such a deep guttural pain family stuff and I and I really really I'm just my heart goes out to you today but you have to you got to put on your own life vest before you can help someone else you know and people have have got to want to show up for the relationship too it can't just be a one-way street especially not because you're the child you know yeah all right thank you so much tanks I love you so much I love you tons I'm thinking about you okay be strong be strong I love you (laughs) bye babe Oof. I just family dynamics are so trying and I think especially for women we always want to fix as daughters right you know especially as daughters we're like I can fix this I can fix this I just you know give me a minute and I'll fix every dynamic that's gone back for 50 years in my family I'll fix these relationships I'll fix these people but the thing is you can't and when you're a grown up, you have to protect yourself. And you also, what I want to say, you guys hear me on this, is heal your trauma so that you don't pass it on to your own family. Like that is so important. That's probably a better use of her time than trying over and over, banging her head against the wall, trying to fix this with her mom. Probably a better use of her time is healing her trauma, right? So that she doesn't take it into her next relationship, take it into her children, whatever. Yeah. I just need to get something off my chest. Someone asked me something on Monday about um, crunchy or creamy peanut butter. And it was keeping me up all night that people actually enjoy creamy peanut butter (laughs) or creamy almond butter. Like, what's wrong with you? I try to be as not judgmental as possible. But Jesus, I say that because I had almond crunchy almond butter this morning. And oh, my God, talk about sparking joy. 
I literally can't get enough of it. A crunchy almond butter, a crunchy peanut butter. I know almonds are way better for you and like peanuts are actually a legume. I'm trying not to do legumes right now, whatever, whatever. But crunchy peanut butter, I swear to God, is like one of the best things that the earth has provided us with. With a little bit of jam on top. I don't even need the bread, obviously. You know me. But so good. Okay. Let's talk to Sam. Maybe she'll want to talk about peanut butter. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Um, hey. Actually, I do want to talk about peanut butter for a second. <laughs> I feel like you just gave me the worst news in my life. Why? You know, peanuts are a legume. Yeah, peanuts are a legume. I think. Weird. Yeah, that it's feels wrong. It feels wrong, right? I know. It's like I, I, but it's you know you got to pick and choose your battles. And I'm like, I, I love peanut butter till the day I die. So whatever. But anyway, are you crunchy or a creamy yeah. gal? Please say crunchy. I'm crunchy. Thank God. All right. Yeah. Now we I can have, continue like, a major the oral fixation. I need crunch at all costs. <laughs> That's how I am too. Like I, I need crunch. I just, I need it. Yeah. I can't have anything too like soupy. You know, like well, I love a soup. But, like, you know, nothing too, like, gooey. I just love crunch. I love a chip. I love a nut. I love that stuff. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay, assuming you didn't call in to talk about crunchy nuts, although we do love those crunchy nuts. So what what's going on? What's your question? <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Okay. Um, first off, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Hope you're having a good day. Um, second, um, second thing. So... I kind of need some like friendship um, advice on what to do. I feel like I'm in like a weird situation. Okay. So actually it kind of has something to do with your cheating podcast. So okay. I listened to it the other day and I just wanted to say, oh my God, so many little nuggets of knowledge that you put in there. And I just love how like you kind of took your biases and like put them to the wayside and kind of like talked about cheating objectively. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was like actually super refreshing. Thank you. Um, but um so I have I've started this new friendship with someone and by new it's really only been like maybe two months and she has like she has developed strong feelings for someone um who she's been like hooking up with <clears throat> essentially doing like everything they would in a relationship mm -hmm. but the problem is he has a long distance relationship with oh. a girl who is like on the other side of the country. Mm. And I just find that there's so many variables that are like influencing how I feel. On one hand, it's such a new relationship, like friendship between yeah. her and I, that I, I don't, I feel like I still need to tread lightly when she like asks the girls for advice and stuff. I'm like, yeah. what to do in the situation with her and him. Um, but part of me is also still like my biases are kind of like I, it goes against my moral code yeah. to like be the other person in the relationship that's like engaging in this. Yeah. Um, so I just quite literally don't know what the hell to do. I feel like I'm kind of being like inauthentic in terms of like, giving her like my two cents in the relationship like I feel like I should be supportive um in a way and like you know tell her maybe what like she would like to hear but at the same time it's like this is really hard for me because cheating in my head is just like a no-go yeah I get it I mean for me too that would be 
really just kind of like a friendship ick. Let me ask you this. Is she remorseful? I don't know that it necessarily matters to me, but I'm interested and curious. Is she like, guys, I don't know what to do. I need to break up with him or I need to stop doing this. Or is she just like, I really want to steal it. Like what's her narrative about the whole situation? Mm, okay. Interesting. Um, so he, I also feel like the guy's just kind of like so fucking like, I feel like, the guy is trying to like have his cake and eat it too in the sense where like he's kind of leading my friend on in the sense where he's saying that like the the relationship between him and his girlfriend is so like um like they've kind of reached the expiration date on their relationship but he just doesn't have the courage to break up with her but he wants to be with my friend they always say that that's not a guarantee like if i would say one thing to your friend i was like that's the oldest trick in the book like Either he's never going to leave her or he will. And then such a classic thing that happens is he promises like, oh, I'm going to leave her. I'm going to leave her. He finally does. And then he's sick of your friend because she represents the cheating era and he's going to go out and find someone else. I've seen it happen a million times. But but listen, this is about you and your friend. So but is your friend is she like, oh, my God, like. I'm I'm Sam like I'm so bad like this is really bad I don't know what to do or is she like yeah like I'm seeing him whatever she kind of is like yeah she kind of has like a very lackadaisical like yeah we're hooking up I'm just hoping that like you know he breaks up with his girlfriend like he says he would and then of course I'm gonna get some time to like you know figure his shit out and then you know like if he wants to be with me great if he doesn't then okay fine like she's kind of like very blase about the situation she's just kind of like i want him hooking up with him has been really fun and like it is what it is i think look this isn't a question about cheating this is a question about you and your new friend because it is a new relationship if i were in your shoes i would just distance myself from this person not majorly but just I would kind of make a note I'm not going to be super close to this person because this goes against my moral code I think if she asks you if she says what do you think you can 100% be dead honest and be like listen dude I don't really think that this is a good situation for me personally the fact that you continue to be with this guy even though you know he's in a relationship is a bit of an ick and also I don't think it's a guarantee that he'll be with you that's just my opinion uh you know I'm here for you but I just don't don't agree with your behavior I think you can 100% say that but you can also just like put a bit of space between you like maybe this isn't gonna be your new best friend like maybe she'll just be like a party friend a lunch friend whatever again and by the way I just want to say I'm not judging people who cheat again I really want to put that out there I know that things are complicated but you know Sam called in and asked what what she would do and I'm just saying what I would do in this situation not major distance but you know just maybe you this is just a, a a data piece on your you know when you make a new friend you're collecting data all the time you're saying okay this person is kind okay this person likes to party okay this person is you know this and that and this is just a data piece on your new friend and maybe you do judge her a little bit on that and that's your prerogative Mm, yeah because I do find myself questioning like is she is she a girl's girl like part of me is kind of looking at it as like in that way because it's like well even though yeah she doesn't know this guy's girlfriend from like a hole in the wall you know it's still kind of like well it's still yeah if you were a girl's girl like you maybe wouldn't put yourself in a situation like this and engage in something like this so it kind of has me like 
looking at her sideways, like, would she ever possibly do something shady like that behind my back? Like, I don't, 100%, I don't know. A hundred percent. And by the way, that's why I asked about her, what she says about it to you all, because if she was like, Sam, like, I am obsessed with this guy. I'm in love with him. I want to have his babies. Like, this is serious. Like, what should I do? I'm, I'm, I'm head over heels in love with him. I'd be like, okay, like this situation is more complicated. But the fact that she's so lax about it and she's not, you know, she's just kind of like, it's a whatever to her. That to me is a moral red flag. That to me is a red flag for her, for her personality. Because it's like, if you're consistently going after a guy who is in a relationship knowing that he has a girlfriend on the other side and you don't even care that much like that's not girl's girl to me I'm sorry I'll just go ahead and say it like I I, and I think you're right to think okay this is a new friend uh if she's going after someone else's boyfriend maybe she should go after mine because that's true you know especially if she's lax like if she came to you and she was like i've never done this before like i'm completely panicked about about being the other woman i'd say listen she's in a bad spot help her out help her work through it she doesn't even really give a shit so i would i would definitely keep keep her at arm's length (sighs) that's that's a tough that's a tough pickle to be in but i feel like your um your perspective on this was was helpful um so thank you um now i just have another question kind of on a lighter note um so (laughs) i'm turning 25 next month and i am so excited thank you um but i just feel like um i don't know i want to have a really fun birthday but at the same time i kind of want to bring in like this year of my life with like a real intention Mm -hmm. um and I'm from Florida I'm like an hour away from Miami and I was just kind of wondering like do you have any suggestions on birthday but at the same time like having an intention of just like being surrounded by good people and like going into it with I don't know like a really light Energy, yeah, I, I, th- I think you can I think you can have a party and then also still do woo woo stuff. I do like I always have, you know, a big dinner or a party or whatever. And then I also do tons of manifesting, tons of journaling. I think that it's, you know, for me here, I have one specific point that I want you to take away. When I was younger, I I would sometimes feel like there was a lot of drama about who to invite to my birthday because I love to throw a birthday party. I love to have a dinner. I love to have multiple big events. I'm a birthday diva. And I felt very constrained by who I should invite and what I should do. And in recent years, I've looked around on my birthday and I've thought – Every single person at this dinner, I really want to be here. I even had this moment because it was my birthday last week when I was at um, my dinner on Saturday night. I think there was 25 people there and I genuinely couldn't decide how to do the table because I wanted to sit next to every single person there. And I told my friends, I said, when I was like, you know, 26, 27, I was always stressed like, oh, I need to invite this person or that person. And now in my, you know, at 32, I only have people who make me feel good. So I guess my practical advice to you is twofold. Number one, definitely do both. Definitely have a celebration, but then also journal, you know, how you feel about the past year and manifest for the next incoming year. But also when you are at that part party or that dinner or whatever, I want you to only invite people who make you feel sparkly, who who lift you up, batteries included friends, and don't feel constrained by social, you know, definitely don't invite this girl, you know, whatever. She doesn't get an invite, I think. (laughs) But only invite people who 
lift you up. And that is a really good way to have like a pure birthday because in past years I've I've invited people that I don't really like that much, but I feel like I have to. And then I feel a bit icky the next day. So that's a really, really important piece of practical advice. Love that. Any recommendations in Miami if you go often oh, for God. like restaurants or? I, I don't even know. I, I feel like Carbone is like so basic. Honestly, I don't even want to entertain that. I love <laughs> like, Carbone. I'm, I love it so much. It's so good for a celebration. I love Mandolin in Miami. Um, I love the Four Seasons, but I don't know if that would be good for a birthday. The Surfside, ugh, that little champagne drink is so bomb. Um, I mean, I love Prime 112. I love Swan. I love all the, the you know, the, the regular spots. I, I love to, I love to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Me and you both, sister. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to answer my questions. Thank you. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great early. Um, 25 is a great year. Enjoy it. Okay. Happy early, early birthday and hang in there with your, with your, with your new friend. Thank you. Bye, babe. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Hi, Allison. Good morning. How are you? Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. Happy to, happy to be chatting with you. What's going on this fine Wednesday morning? Okay, so I have a question. I so I'm getting married next year. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you. But I'm conflicted about like bridesmaids and groomsmen. So Okay. Initially I told my fiance that I wanted to just have like a maid of honor and then he has a best man. Yeah. And he was kind of like sad about that because he has so many friends. Yeah. And so like he is trying to make a list and like is cutting it off at like 10 groomsmen and like I have a few good girlfriends and I'm like okay well I could have like five or six and so what do you think I should do like would it be weird for there to be like uneven numbers do you think it would be better for us just to have like one in one I'm just conflicted because he has so many friends like that brings him joy but like is it gonna look weird if I don't have as many (laughs) no it won't and here's the thing listen I've been to a lot of weddings and I can't tell you um I can't remember how many bridesmaids or groomsmen there were at any of them I'm gonna be honest with you nobody really notices that stuff it's I know it feels like a big issue right now but I swear to god all people remember is the bride and groom having fun and like how the food was like literally that's all people remember okay and therefore I think you should both do what you want you know I really do and it's so sweet that you say it brings your fiance joy I think that's so lovely let him have his 10 grooms and let him have a whole fucking football team if he wants to you have your three best friends or whatever it is it's great I think that you know part of growing up is like and part of being in a like really healthy relationship is like you do what makes you happy I'm gonna do what makes me happy and we come together in the middle and I think that's that's great no one will notice it'll even out it doesn't matter it truly doesn't matter okay well thank you so much that's really helpful have fun enjoy the wedding planning process don't don't worry about anything apart from what you want and what your fiance wants and how you're going to feel comfortable to have the best freaking party ever. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Thanks King so Thank much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Congratulations. Bye. <laughs> what a cutie. I, I don't know if I'll have a wedding, you guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like I probably will. I want to get married, I think at some point, but like, can you imagine me? I don't, I don't know you guys. I don't know if I can do that. Well, I, We'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Anyway, let's chat with Grace. Good morning, Grace. How are you? 
good. How are you? I'm on a rich mom walk right now. Oh, I love um, it. So I'm 22 and I'm in grad school. Sorry, it's windy. Um, and I stayed at the same place that I went to undergrad. Okay. Uh, which has been great and I love it. But I'm at a bit of like a standstill. Um, all my friends are making like six figures. Yeah. Living in New York City. And I'm here, like in my college town, working on campus. And next year, I'm thinking of teaching in Italy or moving to New York City, but everybody's kind of scoffing at me because I want to be a teacher. Yeah. And they're like, well, how are you going to afford that? So I feel like I need advice on like what to say to those people. And also, is that even like possible <laughs> to move to New York City and make like $40,000 a year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I'm going to be really honest with you. I think it I think it can be tough to live as a I I I think that that is I mean, New York is expensive. New York is really expensive. Is it possible? Yes, of course. There are lots of teachers who live in New York City. You make it work. You find a way. And here's the thing. If you want to do it, like if that's what your gut instinct is to is to move to New York and and just fucking try it, then then that's what you need to do, okay? And don't let any naysayers tell you that you can't because you can find a way, 100%. There's, it's always work workoutable. You know, you can have four roommates. It, you can live in, you know, and commute in. You can make it work. And honestly, I don't like that your friends are saying like, why would you do that or whatever? They should be supporting you. It's not like a crazy dream. Like if you said, I want to be, you know, an astronaut in, in six months, I'd say, okay, you know, that's, that's a lofty goal. You know, we might need to work on that time fr time frame. But all you want to do is move to the the, be the best city in the world and follow your, your passion. So your friends should honestly shut the hell up. Um, I would say to them, I would say exactly that. I would turn around and I'd be like, listen, I've always supported you and I really care about teaching and I, it's my dream to move to New York and I'd appreciate a little bit more support and just stop talking and stare, the, stare at them dead in the eyes. Thank you so much. I know it's been so weird, like graduating. I feel like you've talked about this, how like everyone in their early twenties is in such a different spot and like that couldn't be more true right now. Like yeah. I'm literally bartending at the college bar and they're like, out every night in like New York City and I'm like this is ridiculous but it's gonna be okay it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be okay fine. and and by the way like you know what in in five years you might be married and and living in Italy and and your friends might be starting a new career and the sooner you internalize like that that's okay the better which is also why I'm bummed that your friends aren't being supportive because they should also recognize like life is not in a straight line sometimes people are going one way sometimes people are going another way like it doesn't really mean shit and your friends are the people who are the through line and they're the people who support you and who are there for you so you know I, I say absolutely go for it absolutely go for it everybody should live in New York City once if they can and it's it's a magical place and it's tough but um you know what you're young and you know what they say about New York you either got to be really young or really rich and you're really young so that, you have that in your favor thank you so much I really appreciate it you're like the best person ever and just made my day I love you enjoy your rich mom walk okay go go chase those dreams I'll, I'll see you in New York bye Bye. Okay, we have time for one really, really quick call. Kiata. Hi, Kiata. Hi. Um, okay, so I know I have to be quick. So yes. basically, I had a similar situation with you where I 
kind of fell for my best friend, started hooking up with him, kind of caught feelings. And then kind of all came to a head, told him I was falling in love with him. And he's just not in a place where he can be in a relationship right now. He's coming out of like a long-term thing. We've, we took some time. Now we're like back to being best friends. Like nothing is, is out of the ordinary. It's great. He's truly my best friend. But now we're kind of navigating the situation of I'm starting to go on dates with other people and he's starting to go on dates. And I'm just wondering how you navigated the situation of potential like future partners having insecurity about like it's so funny the fact that our history and that we are such close friends because we've both made it so clear that like neither of us wants that friendship to change. So any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay. So uh, first of all, we didn't, me and my best friend, we didn't talk about other guys and girls for like, we didn't specifically say, let's not tell each other, but like, we just understood. We didn't talk about it for like nine months. Like we just did not mention our dating lives. And I, I do think that that actually helped because otherwise it was just like a weird thing where it was like a little bit it just felt like a dig or it felt like flirty or whatever so that's number one and then number two I think like once enough time has passed if you're dating the right person they will accept your uh, friendship and just from personal experience my boyfriend last year was so threatened by my best friend and it you know he ended up being like a cheater and like not a good person so that kind of makes sense but the person I'm seeing now is like so accepting of my best friend and like they were together on my birthday and it was just the nicest thing so it's really about the person but it's also about making the person you're dating feel comfortable so my two practical tips are maybe don't like go into massive detail with your best friend about the guys you're dating. Don't be like, Oh my God, this guy, he's such a big dick. It's amazing. Like just like let it breathe for a little bit. And then when you do start dating someone seriously, you know, pay attention to how they are because they should be able to honor your friendship. But then again, don't like completely rub it in their face as well. That was a lot of advice in a short amount of time. (laughs) I know we had a conversation about being like, what is, what is the situation? If this were happening, he's like, well, Maybe if that's the case, like if it ever came down to like, I can't be friends with you and somebody's making me a choice, then like maybe that's not my person. Yep. So that made me feel really secure in our friendship because like we are best friends. Yeah. But I just was like, I don't know how to navigate this. But I think the whole like keeping the details about dating to a minimum is probably a really good idea. So it's not feeling... Yeah. So there's none of that awkwardness. Exactly. Just just let it breathe for, for nine to 12 months. Babe, I got to go. I'm going to do a full episode on this, but thank you for calling. I love you so much. You guys, that was our show. I will be back on Friday. Uh, Tell a friend. Rate me five stars. Have a wonderful day. I love you so much. See you soon. Bye.